Good morning to you all. For some of you, this is the first day of your retreat, first full day. For some of you, it's the first full day of the second part. Beginner's mind is a very interesting way to frame the easiest way to learn what we're here to learn. To really let the experience that we're having lead us onward, rather than trying to impose an experience. So we're cultivating the the skills of attention, but also receptivity and a wise relationship to what we experience. So as this is the beginning of the, the March retreat, we're going to be offering you progressive instruction in the morning. So even those of you who have been here the, uh, the whole month previous, there's something here for you to learn. There's a certain kind of way that sometimes if we hear uh, similar kinds of instructions in a different voice or at a different time in our, our practice arc, we can take it in in a new way. Perhaps hear some nuances that we didn't hear before. So there's still learning which can happen. So the first thing I'd invite you to do is to just notice what the mind is doing right now in terms of its uh, attitudes. What is here for you now? Are you interested or kind of worried? Are you like excited? Are you dreading what you've committed to? Is the mind kind of in a neutral gear, interested in learning? Is it resistant? Is it just check for yourself, see, see what's there. And then you can incline the mind towards self-support, towards kindness towards yourself. A little bit of faith in yourself and the process. Knowing that you don't have to be perfect. There's no perfect in this. This is uh, experiential, immersive learning, basically, what you're doing here in the course of the month. And it's a process. So It could be really skillful to wait until Anushka resupplies me.
as previously stated, there is no perfection. <coughs> so what do, you, what do you do when something happens that you're, you're not looking for? You just acknowledge what's happening, right? And you work with it. So allow yourself to form an intention now to be present with mindfulness and goodwill as best you can. Knowing that you don't have to do the whole day's retreats practice in this one sitting. (laughs) Right? You just gotta deal with what you got now. That's the secret of learning this and doing a long retreat. You just gotta deal with what you got now. Okay? That really cuts down the size of the task. So find a way to sit that's comfortable for you and that supports alertness. So if your body is already going, ooh, I don't know, that's not the right way for you to sit this morning. So we don't want to force the body, and we don't want to force the mind. We can count on our own integrity of effort and do it in a way that has some comfort. All right. So if you've checked in with your body just now, that means you're in your body. Attention is in your body. That's good. First foundation of mindfulness. So incline your attention to be with the body primarily during this sitting. If you're working with body sensations, you're always in the present moment. You could go through the body briefly and see if there are any places of particular tightness. that might benefit from an invitation to relax. Perhaps it's the jaw or the eyes. Sometimes the shoulders like to do a lot of work You could invite them. Maybe you just raise them up a little and roll them back and let them drop. (sighs) Having your arms rest easily. Your hands soft on your knees or your lap or resting on each other. Feeling your feet on the floor or your legs on the zabutan. The butt on the cushion or chair. 
And as you attend to the sensations in the body, you may become aware of the sensations of the breath in particular. They're always going on, this breath, it's always happening. And the breath knows how to do itself. So we don't need to get supervisory, although we may. Sometimes a couple of deep breaths can help establish connection with the breath. And then let it just breathe. And the breath can be uh, an anchor for us, the, the place where we, we start our sittings and develop some continuity and a little concentration, or a lot of concentration. And the place that we return to again and again when the mind gets lost, or if the mind goes out and experiences something else for a while. We might come back to the simple experience of the breath being known as it happens all by itself. For some people, feeling the sensations of the body sitting in a broad way serves as an anchor as well. Feeling the touch points, feeling the earth element. feeling various forms of movement or heat or cold. The body as an anchor can be powerful. And you would work with it in exactly the same way you would work with the breath. It would be the place where you start your sittings and the place that you return to if you get lost or if you've had some other experience that has arisen and becoming, become strongest. So it's kind of your home base. And then the third option for you, in terms of anchor, is hearing. Letting sound come to you. hearing happening all on its own. Hearing can be a very simple anchor because it's clear with hearing you're not doing anything. Sound arises and 
Hearing is known in real time. Of course, the mind can be as slippery as a bar of wet soap. Have you noticed? So it has a tendency to wander, as you may have noticed. And sometimes when it wanders, it gets lost go somewhere into a thought or a emotion or a another kind of experience and kind of forgets what's going on, goes away from the immediate experience and away from connection. So, you've set the intention to be mindfully present. And that means that at a certain point, mindful awareness will re-arise all on its own. And then there'll be that experience of, uh uh-oh or I'm back, or what was that, or oh, I messed it up, or... Okay, so that moment, after you've been lost and awareness returns, that's a really important moment. And it's key to your whole practice, because when awareness returns, mindfulness returns, if you can train the mind to regard that as always a good thing, it will happen much more readily as you go along the practice path. So if you can train the mind so it's back is always a good thing, that's good practice, that's wise. And then if your it's back is accompanied by a big emotional upset or something of that nature, you want to let that clear in some way before you attempt to go back to your anchor. Right? You want to just calm yourself down, remind yourself it's an immersive learning process. Then start again. So you don't want to try to like jam your mind back on your anchor if, it, if it's agitated, right? You want to give yourself a talking to of a pleasant and supportive nature <laughs> and then just start again. So just go ahead and practice uh, for a while now on your own.
may our practice be for our own benefit and for that of all beings. Some of you probably know the teachings of the paramis, um, the perfections of heart. And they really come into play on retreat. Because when you look at you know, what you need to bring forward in order to uh, do this, you need all of them, right? Some kind of faith, resolve, renunciation, you know, letting go, patience, goodwill, generosity towards yourself, energy, all of them really, in one way or another, you pull on these wholesome qualities of mind just to meet the moment with some wisdom. So this is all part of our, our learning about how to bring wise attention to what we're experiencing. Not trying to, you know, conquer what's happening, but learning how to hold it, how to relate to it with some skill. So let me offer some initial instructions for the walking practice. And then we'll be developing uh, the walking practice and the instructions in the same way that we are the sitting practice. So first just to say, the walking practice is not a secondary practice. It's a primary practice on retreat. It's a form of practicing mindfulness of the body, where you're inclining the mind to know primarily the physical sensations of the body as it stands and it walks. And, you know, we're very habituated when we walk. You know, usually we don't pay much attention to it unless, I don't know, we're on an icy sidewalk or at a crosswalk or something like that where we might kind of like walk, wake up briefly to make sure we don't, you know, get hit by a car or fall on our butts. Most of the time we're kind of like on automatic when we're walking. You know, usually up in the head zone, spaced out, you know, in some sort of planning or wanting or not wanting or ruminating about this and that. So it can be surprisingly challenging to incline the mind towards presence with the actual physical sensations of walking. But it's a very useful and balancing uh, practice because it helps balance the energy of the body. It can help you gain energy if you're sleepy. It can help you blow off energy if you're restless. And it can help concentrate the mind. The Buddha talks about how uh, when he would go to visit one of his monasteries, one of the things that he would notice is how well worn the walking paths were. And he said, well, you know, if the walking paths are well worn, they're really doing the practice. And if they're not well-worn, maybe they're kind of tra-la-lying a little bit. Maybe they haven't 
quite earned their uh, their daily uh, food, <laughs> so to speak. So it's an important practice, and you got to give it love before it shows itself. Its value shows itself. For a lot of people, resistance comes up with the walking, because it's like, well, why, you know? Why? you got to give it the love. So the mind can actually become very, very concentrated in walking practice. So when the mind develops some concentration in walking practice, then when you come back into the hall for your sits, you're already there. You know what I mean? You can do your walking practice outside the hall and then walk, continue your walking practice into the hall, sit down, arrange yourself, and oh, you're already in the body. You're already there. So the basic instruction with the walking practice is you you find a, a certain length, not too long, not too short, And you basically start by standing, feeling the sensations in the body. And then you feel the sensations of the body as you walk, with primary attention being on the the legs, feet, lower legs. And you just are receptive as you're, you know, moving along there. And the mind will do what it tends to do when we walk, which is like, go bye-bye. When you recognize that that's happening, you can actually just stop. Reconstitute your awareness, turning your awareness to the body and feeling it standing. Sensations of the whole body standing. And just like with the sitting instructions, if the mind goes like way out there and is, you know, having a thing happening, and you recognize that as you're walking, stop. Let that subside before you try to continue with the walking, right? So let your uh, distraction uh, go away, either by applying a remedy or just running running through its... uh, its charge. So always when we go back to the meditation object, you want to go back to the meditation object with wholesome mind, with some mindfulness there, right? So you're not trying to like just, you know, ram it and jam it back (laughs) on the breath or the sensations in the feet. Well, you can, I mean, you can try that, but God, that's tiring. (laughs) Run your own experiment. So um, there are walking rooms upstairs, walking space upstairs and downstairs here. Um, walking space in the, the courtyard outside. Um, you can find other places, potentially walking space in the dorms, in the hallway, in the hallways, uh, especially on rainy days. Walking space around the, the council house. So you'll find your place. So. Um, just a norm with others. Don't set up your walking space so you're T-boning somebody, right? You don't want to be like crossing somebody's visual field as they're doing their path, right? So give give each other some space. So the first thing with the walking, just as with the sitting, it can be useful, especially early in the retreat, when you're starting it, starting that sit. Just check out what the mind is doing. Like, is it willing? Is it interested? It's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do 45 minutes of this. What's the point? Right? So if it, it if it's grumping, <laughs> if it's like, oh, I think I want to go look at birds for a while or go down by the creek. I mean, just notice what it's doing, right? Deal with that in some kind of way, address it. 
Not that there's anything wrong with looking at birds, but... This is part of the renunciation piece. We don't, here we don't automatically follow our impulses. Either our aversive ones or our craving ones. Okay, so there'll be more on on walking, including alternative practices to the walking practice for people who, who aren't mobile in that kind of way. All right, a few announcements. Two-monthers. The affinity groups for two-monthers only will occur as usual. So you know the the time and the place of those. And it is in the council house. All right, and again, this is just for two-monthers for today. Mindful movement will be held at 1045 upstairs. And uh, Amy will be offering that. Just for the just for the stairs on for now. At 1045. Today for the people just coming in on retreat, there will be a practicing in community session here at 3.15. So that's a good thing to attend. So that explains and reviews for you the ways and means of being here in a group doing this process together. So, you know, we have some very particular norms and uh, needs and all the rest of that. And the, the mysterious retreat culture of long retreats will be clarified for you. So you'll know why, for instance, we don't go or go over and pat somebody on the back if they're having a hard time. Um, Say to attend. To attend. You will attend this. (laughs) 3.15, it's for your own good. Okay. Um, The practice meetings will General practice meetings will start tomorrow. And today, however, in addition, there will be some sign-ups with Diana that will happen between uh, 2 and 3 today. So there will be a sign-up sheet. And a limited number, obviously, if it's just an hour period. But there is some availability there. And then tomorrow will be the time for the renunciation of devices ritual. (gasps) Oh no. My best friend, I can't. (laughs) My torment, my love. (laughs) Okay. Tomorrow, yes. Here, yeah. Here, back here in the middle. Yes, so the two-monthers should sit elsewhere during that time, unless you want a review of the, <laughs> the retreat culture. A touch-up, so to speak. All right, I think those are all the announcements, right? Yes, I believe so. Right, okay. Yeah, so the way that the device renunciation ritual goes is um, there will be tape and markers for you outside the hall tomorrow. Oh, even starting today, you can get a piece of tape and a marker and put it on your your friend so you can be reunited at the end. Joyful reunion. So, um, so you'll label those for yourselves, and then tomorrow, in the sit, in this very sit, this eight fifteen sit.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.